Hello and welcome to the Heathen Weirdos podcast. This episode we are going to be talking about the ski goddess Skarthi, the Jotun and badass, the huntress and goddess of the mountains and winter and snow and all of the awesome things. Let's get stuck in. My name is Sif, my pronouns are she, her. My name is Theo, That's my Millie. pronouns are they, them. Yeah, that is Millie. That I'm, is not, I'm not panting, I promise. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, we're doing great. I'm Kenna, my pronouns are she, her. I almost just started choking on my drink. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> um, so this is, this is the intro. So first, I thought to bust the trend of speaking about how we worship the gods that we worship, um, saving it for the end of the episode instead of doing it at the beginning. So is it just me that worships Scarthy among the three of us? Uh, worships, yes, maybe, question mark? I consider my hearth cult to be people, people, deities I work with, like, on the reg. Scarthy, like, I've, I've worked with her before, but I ha- she's not part of my hearth cult. So it's really, it's really more like situational. So like, I feel like you have much more of a nuanced perspective about it. Yeah, I realized that was a weird question when I said it because I was thought like, you know, we are polytheists. We, we. <laughs> wow, Millie. Okay, keep your thoughts to yourself. Jeez. Um. <laughs> um so there is an there is an aspect. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. There is there is an aspect of all of us you know distantly or at least acknowledging them so you know in that sort of area but anyway 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 so for me first off she's definitely one of the goddesses with the most agency in the Eddas I guess that's what first drew me to her um you know right from the off she marches on Asgard on hearing about the death of a father fia- wow father Thiazi and demands vengeance <laughs> Fiather Fiazi. This is great. This is the vibe for this episode. Here we go. So yeah, she she puts on armor and is fully willing to battle Asgard right there and there. So she is there is an element to her that is like moral compass points north in that she has a feeling of justice and justness and honor and doing the right thing to the fact that she was willing to fight the gods one on, you know hundreds potentially find justice for the death of her father so there is that element of booking trends and social norms and doing what she wants to do what she feels is right even if the odds are stacked against her but as we will move on to discuss further she isn't blind to the vengeance she's not angry to a point where she can't be talked down she does accept just payment and indeed actually solidifies at the same time a sort of truce uh, through marriage with the Asiya and Vanya. But of course, she's also a goddess associated with the hunts and wilds and mountains and the primal side of nature, which has always been appealing to me. And in that way, she encompasses the force of the Jotun, of the primordial vastness of them, the unknowable sort of side, uh, the sort of unbiased naturalness that comes to, to define the Jotnar. You know, they're kind of like that, like unrestrained force. She's very much about that. Um, and that really comes through in the moments that I've experienced Scarthy. So this is my personal gnosis. Um, 
in that you know when she's there. There's no mistaking her presence, even if it's quite brief. She feels in those experiences like a cold front, like an immense blizzard, a blast of cold air. Um, and you kind of have this image of winds rustling through a huge forest on the edge of a mountain. She feels like an avalanche in some ways. And she also feels to me like she does her own thing. She's kind of the goddess I've had the least experience with, but I also feel like that's somewhat normal for her. In that, you know, there's a very much a side of uh, probably interacting less with humans than maybe other gods. That more she just feels aloof. like she does her own thing. Yeah. She's kind of more aloof. Yeah, to a certain degree. You know, she, there isn't, it's not like, you're not experiencing kind of like any sort of warmth with her, but it's, um, she's less, I guess, hands-on with humans. And there is like an acknowledgement there, but it's not like, oh, I'm going to love and protect you and you'll be safe for me and all that. They sometimes get with <laughs> Oh, she's like, we're um, going to learn how to ski and we're going to strap you to the skis and I'm going to push you down the hill. You'll figure it out by yeah. the time you get to the bottom. <laughs> exactly. It's like, keep up or with you'll me. Just slide down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's um she's probably not and you know we've never said about like beginner gods and all that stuff. That's definitely not something where we that we hold ourselves to. But I guess if I wouldn't recommend like interacting or reaching out to Scarthy if you wanted that sort of like more I guess frequent kind of experiences or um someone that doesn't like she's she's there. It's really hard to put a finger on it. She feels very different from like Freya, who mm-hmm. feels warm and like caring and caressing and hell in a similar aspect. Um, yeah, like the consistent warm the... reassurance. Yeah, there's like there is a guidance there, but it's very much like a like a very cold strength, if that makes any sense. Again, this is all just my personal gnosis. Um, as for offerings and things of that nature. I tend to do devotional acts that sort of emulate her. I spend time outside, I challenge myself, I try and remain honourable and just and have my, as I said earlier, moral compass point north. You know, I seek to protect others. For offerings, it's more along the idea of warm mead on cold mornings or warm drinks just generally. I like the idea of offerings not only being something that I am giving up for myself, but also something that keeps the gods in mind personally that little bit of extra thought. So I know that Scarthy probably doesn't have any need for a cup of warm mead, she's God after all, but that sort of layer of consideration is how I approach my offerings as well. From the editors, we have this image of Scarthy that is out in the cold all day, so she may appreciate something warm to put cold fingers around, you know, if we were to humanize them a bit more. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely, it's the same reason that Freya gets rose, like rosé. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need this. You <laughs> need this. Did you know that the gods need things from us? Jeez. <laughs> so, I don't live where it snows. Yeah. I don't There's have snow. It never gets colder than like 55 degrees here, except for like the occasion where we get frost on the roof. Yeah. But also, and doesn't mean Scotty's fucked off from my life. I live in Southern California, it's out in the desert, and every year, somewhere between November and December, we get a big wind system called the Santa Ana winds. They come down from the mountains, 
through the low-lying desert. They are hot, and they are low to the ground, and they are brutal. Come during fire season, which is super not helpful. <laughs> Our mid-marker for winter. Last year was the year that I kind of figured out that while I don't feel that, like, snowstorm of Skadi coming through, those winds, the Santa Ana wind system, it's what we have that I feel her in. It's that strong, vicious, really driven wind comes through with those winds. And because it happens right around winter, it is the thing that I associate with her in my natural landscape. So don't feel bad if you don't have snow. She doesn't need snow. It's going to make me look for Scoffy. And so I live in Iowa and we get super like bitter cold winters around January. It gets to like, oh, I'd probably say the warmest it normally is about that time. Like normally it's like 10 Fahrenheit. Um, Delightful. If not colder and that's without wind chill. Because it's normally very windy and the wind is cutting and bitter and like so if it's if it's like 10 degrees without wind chill with wind chill it might be more like negative five and stuff like that like i have to start looking for her and that just like out and about with my full like scarf hat head to toe covered thing going on oh absolutely Awesome. Yes, I would definitely like to double down on the fact that obviously the gods aren't defined by geography and you know, Scarthy isn't going to not turn up in places where it doesn't snow. <laughs> I only go where snow is. No, um, Yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> as it were. So, in terms of how I offer, I try to offer on the first snow or really, really cold day. If we don't get snow, like we didn't, I don't think we did last year. So there's absolutely an element in the way that I worship Scarthy and sort of stripping back the modernity and comforts we enjoy. So if I'm going out with the intent of doing a devotional act or offering to Scarthy, I try, I make an effort to try and feel the cold when I go outside. Um, like of kind of embracing that, you know, I won't wrap it quite as warm. I will be like, you know, obviously don't do this if. You don't want to, <laughs> but there's um, a finding the beauty and everything and the court sort of treasuring the facts that I can feel this kind of icy breeze on my skin and connecting to Scarthy in that way too. So to me, she's um, about embracing the parts of the natural world that we tend to hide away from or romanticize as pagans. Um, we tend to say like, you know, all na nature is all beautiful and amazing and, you know, it's, it's pretty and all of that. And I think there's a, there's a, a sort of tendency to lean away the the harsh reality of nature which is more primal and unbiased and sometimes cruel and harsh and i guess there's an element of scarthy in that to me um so it's more unbiased and immense and a sort of grounding part of all of that obviously i how i do know of the worshipers of scarthy that kind of disagree me disagree with me on that front but that's how i see her not not as in like associating those things with bad or evil but just that's the way they are that sort of thing mm -hmm. yeah, and other people have their experiences yeah we are yeah, definitely not like valid. the end all be all like i don't even know anything 
I mean, the same. <laughs> I do find it interesting in that she's also a Jotun. And I know that we could probably talk for a while on this about the idea of there's it's still quite a prevalent idea among some heathens that it's bad to worship the Yotnar, that they represent evil Earth. versus the good. And all that. Yeah, that's a that's that's an approach. It is. I, I also think it's interesting, that's all sorry. Okay, on. I'm just I'm just cutting into I... everyone today. It's that's 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 my theme. No, you're we're a hot mess. It's fine. Um, like, <laughs> okay, if you're someone that feels like a Yotnar, Yotun, whatever you want to call them, I am garbage with words. It's fine. If you're someone that feels like they're evil, think about why. Like, what characterizes them as evil? Like, they're all evil? Like, how much of that do you feel comes from, like, latent Christianity or, like, needing black and white. Like, I'm not saying you can't see them that way. Like, go ahead. If that's what works for you, that's fine. Like, but, like, what what idea does ultimate evil versus ultimate good have to do with Norse heathenry? Like, I would go ahead and say that, like, all the deities do some good and some bad. Like, they have a lot of nuance to them. Like, sure, maybe they didn't all get along, and, like, maybe that's where some of the ideas coming from, but, like, look at the world today. How many people from different regions get along all the time? So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a little reductive. Yeah, just, like, I think if that's... It's not the topic of our episode today, though it damn well could be. be. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's me imploring people to be, like, if you have this viewpoint, Why? If if you answer those questions for yourself and you still have that viewpoint, that's fine. Like I'm not telling you you have to change your mind, but like think about why. What value is it actually adding? Like is is it what backs it? Anyways, thank you for coming to my TED talk. We can continue with this episode now. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Scarthy is interesting among you the Yotnar in that she's the one probably with the closest ties. Or, or, or at least an element of she seems to be able to go out of Asgard and all of that with relative freedom and she is seen as not Yotnar to a certain extent. I guess I should exp try and explain that in that she has so many connections and is seen as one of the, like, the Asanya the main goddesses, because she is listed among them. So mm -hmm. that, I think some people forget that she is Jotun by nature, and you know her introduction uh, to mm -hmm. Asgard wasn't on the friendliest of terms. I mean, that's kind of like a common sort of ground. It seems that a lot of the people that become like uh, one of the SC or related to the Mamaritan, whatever, uh, don't start on best terms, whether it's a war or finding vengeance for a dead father, but... Uh... <laughs> But it's, again, interesting in that here we have Fiazi, he was able to die, and apparently stay dead. Different rules for different people or beings, it seems. You know, Fiazi was dead dead, his eyes became stars, but we'll get onto that later. All right, okay. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Let's go into breaking down everything 
uh, starting with Scarthy's name, in that it is very interesting because there is still debate around this. In that, if we were to take the etymological roots to the Old Norse, her name, and this is probably the, the one you hear most common in terms of potential meanings behind her name, means harm, damage, wounds, words to that effect, something deadly essentially, which is quite fitting in terms of her associations with hunting and all of that. And also, if we were to take that a step further and go to the ungenerous associations of the Yatnar that, you know, being called like harm, damage or wound would probably reinforce that sort of image, that sort of uh, bad side of the Yatnar. But anyway, there's other academics that draw her name close to the idea of shadow hidden darkness, which is interesting because that is very similar to Hell, who, you know, in the episode we where we discussed Hell, that was like hidden away, concealed. So if you want to jump a little bit, some academics believe that Scarthy may have had ties to an underworld of some sort, some afterlife, but in the modern day, you tend to find that most academics say harm, damage, wound. So, but side note, if you were to take the underworld explanation, that would be yet another goddess who has extremely close ties to death, dying in the afterlife. It's fascinating. <laughs> Which is not an uncommon theme, considering this is something I remember from my classical uh, studies course in college. The connection of women and goddesses to the underworld isn't uncommon because dying is, is the opposite side of the coin as birthing. So if women can birth, they are clearly connected to the underworld in some way. They are able to take something that doesn't exist, create life out of it, Therefore, there's a connection to dying in the underworld via that. That's true. To think about. It's, it's one of my specific areas of interest in heathenry is this. You know, because we, I've said this so many times, I apologize, listeners. Um, but the idea of there is the prevalent imagery of our gods being war gods and death gods. But if you really were to break it down, I mean, with the exception of, say, like, Odin, Tyr, Thor, to a certain extent, it really is more heavily aligned with the goddesses being tied to death, dying in the afterlife. But yeah, that's the thing. There is also a case for Scarthy to be how Scandinavia got its name. Some people say that it's it's a bit unclear about which order that came in, which one came first. <laughs> Whether Scarthy got her name from Scandinavia or Scandinavia got her got its name from Scarthy. And there's also even the idea of the personification of Scandinavia being Scarthy, like in the same vein as, say, Britannia being the national personification of Britain. So that's also interesting. But anyway, <laughs> so many yeah. brain food pieces. My brain's going to munch on that right. for a bit. Uh, yeah, I like mm. the inherent feminism built into that. Yeah, that's just a thing. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Um, countries are to, named for women and stuff yeah. and ships ships and countries <laughs> anyway <laughs> okay uh, powerful things <laughs> um as for attestations in the law i'm going to do this a bit backwards because if you listen to our idun episode then we finished off with that in the skull scarpamol oh my god i nailed it that time in the prose edda um so thanks snorri for this and the story continues from there. So if you remember in the, I'm going to get it wrong now, Skald Scarpamol, 
it was Bragi informing Aegir of the history of the gods. So at the end of that, the last episode, we had Thiazi dying at the hands of this seer. So right on following that, in the next verse, we have Scarthy discovering that Thiazi has been killed. And so filled with vengeance and seeking justice, she dons her armor and, quote, all weapons of war to march on Asgard. So what I do find fascinating about this is that if you might imagine, we have this image in the law of if a giant uh, marches on Asgard, then Thor's just going to kill them on sight, right? There's this, mm-hmm. if, there's this prevalent idea of the giants being so so enemies that's not a word well um <laughs> they've been so villainous Both. animosity yeah <laughs> between the two that any sort of uh Jotun marching on asgard would be just kill them but that's obviously not the case that we have here Insta-bit. in that scarcity hmm? they get instabanned <laughs> yeah they get instabanned no yeah, with the banhammer. Um, I mean, that's uh, one so... way to put it. <laughs> uh, Thor's banhammer. <laughs> he bans them from life. <laughs> she is given an audience, despite the fact that she's fully, fully wanting to kill and seek justice right then and there. And the gods agree that she should be offered fair compensation. So Odin places Thiazi's eyes in the night sky as stars. Uh, and Skarthi herself is offered a husband from the gods, but bizarrely she had to pick a husband from their feet alone. <sighs> so Skarthi, hoping for Balder, the most beautiful of gods, picks the feet that are the most beautiful to her. It turns out that those feet belong to Njortha, who, you know, seemingly walks on the beach and in the sea all day, so he has pretty feet. Um, so that's the thing. And as one last point of compensation, Skarthi says to the gods to make her laugh, Something that she thought was near impossible, considering the circumstances her of her arrival in Asgard. Loki, apparently the most fitting god to attempt such a task, tied one end of a piece of rope around the beard of a nanny goat and the other side around his testicles. Which is a choice. <laughs> he was on to something. Yeah. The ensuring right. chaos made Scarthy laugh, and the deal was concluded. So yeah. Oh, I love our Lord. <laughs> go from judging people by their feet to like goat balls. <laughs> Goaty testicles. Yep. Within one story. Oh, it's just fantastic. There's a lot we can but we can Loki Loki was on to something. Yes. It's hard to and... analyze that because there's so much absurdity. Yes. And it's interesting that the gods admit that they did something wrong. They'd say that you have fair compensation, it's all good. And, you know, albeit they have weird caveats to all the things they're really talking about. Why Why the feet? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Odin's got a foot thing. He just wanted to see how it would go. I don't... It seems feet really, are weird. Yeah, it just... This is what we're doing. I think the thing I like the most about this story is that there seems to be an an amount of respect placed on Skadi for doing the damn thing. This is a thing that we've talked about before where the Norse gods kind of like mm-hmm. a challenge. I think what it what it communicates to me is that they saw Skadi on her own coming to avenge the death of her father against a crew of gods and they were like, damn, <laughs> this bitch is tough as yeah. fuck. We gotta keep her. 
<laughs> I want to draw that. <laughs> just them looking over I the wall and just going, like, how do Damn. we get her on our side? Yeah. It's like no, that, you might be onto something though. Wait, that's why Odin and Tyr going, oh, it's shit. like the it's like the Norse heathenry mm -hmm. version of home improvement. They're just all peering <laughs> over the edge of their of their wall and like huh. oh, going shit. on over there. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, Odin, Odin, help. Help. Uh <laughs> same. <laughs> So, to keep in... I mean, carry on. Actually, just carry on. I'm just... I'm so tired. Uh, carry on. Leave <laughs> this thing, please. Trying <laughs> to find where we are in the notes. I got lost. It's, it's right so. between those massive two walls of text. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I mean, okay, so she was hoping for Balder, so which I get, because I guess Balder's supposed to be pretty. It's is it Nor I can't pronounce it. Norger? Yeah. Ha 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 ha. I'm bad with names. <laughs> Anyways. Um so Norther. So like, okay, like so she has a husband with pretty feet. Um, unfortunately, just imagining her like being like, I don't want to marry this guy. Which I think is it kinda like just it continued like throughout their marriage, which yeah, they didn't have a no. good time. That it's whole mountains... We were pretty miserable. Hmm? Segway. <laughs> this is the segway. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to keep in the prose oh, Good edda. job. Good job, Theo. We're going to okay. Gilfiginning, which is the beguiling of Gilfi. And this is immediately after Skarl's Mall. Oh, I'm totally nailing it now. Uh, and we see Norsa <laughs> and Scarthy's married life. Naturally, Scarthy... <laughs> yes, <laughs> miserable. Uh, wanted to live in the home of her father, Thrymheim. Njortha wanted to live near the sea. So here we have another arrangement for them to spend nine nights in one abode and nine nights at the other. Nine again coming in. Everything is nine. So naturally, Njortha hated being in the mountains because the howling of wolves Everything kept him nine. awake. I feel like... Huh? Thought, and then I'm gonna say something. Okay, go for it. Okay. For you finishing that thought. Me. Sif was reading. Got to because the howling of the wolves kept him awake. He hated the mountains. Huh? God, he hated be being by the sea because the seagulls kept her awake. The Valid. Of the birds. They're assholes. Yeah, the bird howls and the wolf howls. They're both rude. Oh, so they split amicably. Oh yeah. They each went back to where they wanted to be. I feel like they could have done really well with some. Or that modern approach to relationships where you're together but living separately. Oh, long distance. I think they could have worked it out. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of them could've... wanted this. They could have just been besties from afar. It's true. Go over for dinner every once in a while. I feel like there is... Whatever. They had to do marriage. <laughs> I feel like there is something here. Whenever I read this part of the story about Northa hating the mountains and Scarthy hating the sea, it, the only thing I can think of in the back of my head is relating it to like the Hellenic sort of impersonification of things. And mm. I and I feel like there's something there, mm. but I can't figure out what. I can't untangle the pieces. Like if you were to say that Scarthy was the like embodiment of the earth and the mountains, and Northa was the embodiment of the sea, there is like I feel like there was like a side story here. 
about like a continuing relationship and really just got like a little part of it and like this you know the earth and the sea can never be one whatever that's the only sort of Maybe. thoughts that i have in my head about that i don't know it's like the the kind of gaia and is it uranus this guy i can't remember hmm. um sure oh yeah like the impossibility of that relationship yeah so i feel like that's kind of the vibes i get from that sort of arrangement uh, otherwise long distance would have worked you know they are gods they probably have some sort of ability to you know interact long distance like that could use their god phones god to phone. call each other exactly. <laughs> that's a good one i like that oh god that is uh, yeah <laughs> so yeah <laughs> but yes we have an interesting bit here in that again we can blame snorri for this so um insert obligatory the Right after this verse, we have the rather, in Gilfeginning, we have this really infuriating bit that said, afterwards, Njortha had two children. <laughs> and it's like, are you suggesting that Freya and Frey are the children of Skarthi and Njortha? Yeah. Because the timing is weird in terms of bringing that up right after it's this weird. marriage kind of broke up. Um, which is also interesting <sighs> in another way. I like the... The attribution of children to men confuses me because if we're <laughs> as, presuming that we're using ancient understandings of human gender, mm -hmm. Scotty is the woman, Arthur is the man. Thanks, Snorri, for the nuance. Mm -hmm. Love it. I hate when people say, "Oh, this dad just had two kids." That's not how I mean, that works. It wouldn't be the first time kids just came here? out of the sea. Would and not, also... <laughs> and with the way <laughs> seahorses, Aphrodite and Freya have their similarities. Also, they're mm -hmm. not the same, but <sighs> I'm, I'm also is a seahorse. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I really want to draw north like a seahorse with a beard now. I'm doll did turn snore. Fucking hell, I can't. Heimdall is a god. Anyways, Snorri did turn Heimdall <laughs> and Loki into seals to fight over a necklace for some reason. Why wouldn't he turn yeah. Njorthur into a seahorse so that... Yeah. It's, you know... It's super, it... super confusing because we also have in the Heimskringler, which we will get to, because I'm mm. going to drop this in really quick, in that Snorri says Njorthur and Skarthi didn't have sex. So... Who but knows? True. <laughs> but yeah, if we were to run with the idea that Scarthy is the mother of Freya and Frey, then it causes this big issue where why would Njortha be in Asgard, presumably on friendly terms with the Asiya, if it was before the Vanir War, slash before Freya and Frey's birth and the hostage situation. It just it just is one big tumbly tumbly timeline stuff. And uh, yeah. Let's just say what is, it was, time? what is time? To quote Doctor Who, wibbly wobbly, tiny wimey. How it feels trying to keep track. Thank you, Snorri, for that bullshit. So I'm just going to assume that it was Bragi just, you know, taking the opportunity to put some more information in at the worst possible time. <laughs> in in Snorri's <laughs> okay, way. Okay. By the way, also he had kids. Yeah. yeah. And then, also but he said so like kids. maybe With it was. Him? No, no. Ask. <laughs> maybe it was Nerthus. We don't know. <laughs> um, maybe he's a seahorse. And this the is big why. shrug emoji. Yeah. 
So in chapter 51, or verse 51 rather than chapter, uh, of Gilfaginning, we have the story of how Loki was bound and Scarthy here takes a venomous snake and places it above Loki so that the venom drop drips slowly onto his face. Sigyn, Loki's wife, stands by his side and catches the venom in a bowl. I do love this oh. next bit. But occasionally she has to leave to empty the bowl and Loki writhes in pain at the venom dripping onto his skin and the earth shakes and that's how earthquakes happen. <laughs> love it. Always an opportunity to explain things. Um, yes. So we do get a similar telling of at the end of Locusena in Poetic Edda with Scarthy threatening Loki with being bound for his insolence and all of that. But this time Loki is bound with the entrails of his son Nari by Sigyn, while Vali, also not the son of Sigyn, though Vali is sometimes called the son of Odin, confusing, is turned into a wolf. And the rest follows with the prose Edda version. Yeah, confusing I was going to say, times. I do know that, like, due to some of that, like, people are like, Vali, the son of Loki, and it's like... Mm. Yeah, it's Anyways. sometimes uh, one, sometimes the other. Okay. Well, and also like no, never mind. <laughs> like because because um, Scaffy has a child with Odin, right? Maybe she apparently has many children by, by Odin. Oh, many yeah, sons. I, was say, and I don't name them. Yeah, yeah. This one's like, name. So that's my thing. It's like the guys just kind of sleep with each other and have kids. Mm-hmm. Kinda. Yeah, they're living yeah. their best lives. I also am going to be sassy and go on a Loki tangent based on this Loki being bound. Why, why is Sigyn unable to get Loki free? Like, I understand she's holding a bowl, but like, can Loki not balance a bowl on his face for like five minutes? Basically, why can't you just chuck it to the side? No, he would turn it into. Yeah, I was gonna say, why does she have to leave? Can't she just be like, unless they're like at the bottom of a of like a bowl of stone, and it's just gonna drip that way, anyways? Questions. Logistics. Balance balance the bowl on his face and go get a bigger bowl. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, the size of the bowl. You need the biggest bowl. Someone probably specifically some options here. Specifically, don't do that. And she said, "Okay, now I can't." Got it. <laughs> I mean, that sure. would fit with the way that Snorri and Saxo write the goddesses. I guess I cannot <laughs> do this. Odin told her not to move. I so am helpless. Didn't. I was told to sit here. Oh no. <laughs> or maybe Hopefully just Scarthy's so outside. Like, don't you dare! Don't you dare! So Sigan's like, okay, this bitch will fuck me up, man. <laughs> I mean, I could not today. Like, Sigan, Sigan, Scotty and Loki had a thing at least once in Locust Center, sure. yeah. Like a fight thing, or no, like a, like look, a well, thing. it's it's it's. <laughs> Well, we'll get onto that right now. Okay, it's okay. So, Pretagetta. Oh, did I bam, segue? Again? You segue. Yeah, yeah. We're fully in Pretagetta now. We did drop a mention to Locus Senna, but here we are. So, in Grimnismal, where Odin basically drops some major exposition, he does a kind of a writing <laughs> no-no, which is to um, tell, not show, or whatever. <laughs> the way around. 
show not tell but he just tells not shows um so he speaks about thrimheimer saying that the Jotun and thiazi once lived there and now skarthy does he describes how thrimheim has ancient courts and skarthy is the quote shining bride of the gods interesting in the lay of hindler okay. the Jotun hindler says that thiazi loved to shoot and that skarthy was the daughter of thiazi so we definitely have this reoccurring like affirmation that Skarthy was the daughter of Thiazi. Uh, and then we have Locusena. Oh, which, one thing. Yeah, oh, one thing, absolutely. That <laughs> Thiazi had a hall and he had a daughter. Yes, and in Locusena, which, you know, like all the other goddesses, Loki says that Skarthy was more friendly in speech when she was in his bed. So, yeah, that's the bit that Theo was just talking Did about. Loki out her as a pillow talker? Yeah. <laughs> so funny they um, are trashing her so stoic image that yeah she has carefully i dare and then scotty's like i will <laughs> and scotty goes i will tie you up and loki is probably like all right bet. She's like lol <laughs> motherfucker yep so yep Scotty. on whether threatens. or not this was just like a funny little humiliation thing yeah maybe <laughs> scotty threatens loki of being bound and tortured I mean, it is more. She does say, and "Like I will tie you up with the entrails of your son," which is when pretty extreme. Children. <laughs> <laughs> it's the origins of King. There we go. Thank you, Snorri. <laughs> Christ. And to I love that. Okay. Finish up the attestations. We have everyone's favorite, <laughs> Heim Skringler. In which Snorri says that Skarthi married Njortha, but she would not have sex with him. And then she later married Odin and had many sons, at least mm -hmm. one of which became a king of Norway. So it is important to note that the Heimskringler, yeah, it's at least one, one son. It is important to note that the Heimskringler takes a euhemorized, my days, euhemorized approach to everything. That is to say that it has the perspective that all mythological events have a basis in reality. Yeah, my God. What is today? Reality. Are you doing great? I do podcasts. Okay, have a basis in reality and that these historical <laughs> accounts eventually become exaggerated and become myths. Snorri describes the gods as humans who eventually become mythological gods. So there we go. Those are Scarthy's attestations through the poetic Edda, the prose Edda, and the Heimskringler. Or the Heimskringler. <laughs> All I have learned is that she's a bad bitch. Scarthy is amazing. I did just put a little note at the end about Ula and Scarthy. Is that relevant? No clue? I'll just leave that there. They're both ski gods mm -hmm. or hunting gods. So. Skiing! Oh wait, is that is that where... Oh, yeah. um, well, because there's some... <sighs> I can't word... Okay, there's some people who see Scathy as, like, a trans icon. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Mm -hmm. What? I'm not okay. saying it's not true Let's or say... whatever. Like, what basis is there for that? It's, it's a little bit. I mean, obviously, my perspective and the one that we've had before is that what is gender to a god? I mean, yeah, that's true. Um, like, it's the... I think it's originally from Hilda Roderick Ellis Davidson that said that Scarthy was potentially a masculine name. 
And then, but in like in my in my head canon, if I were to say that Scarthy was trans femme, it sure. would be because we don't know where Ula comes from. Mm-hmm. We know that he is the son of Sif, and it could potentially be. I mean, this is really just me off the top of my head putting in brain food that Ula is Scarthy's old name. But again, why would she have a masculine name if it was there? But anyway, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's why, why do people some... pick any name? Oh, that's interesting. Exactly. I'm very interested <laughs> about the name Uller being masculine. And I guess it's fair enough, but my grandmother has a number of very Swedish friends, and one of them is named Ulla. U-L-L-A. Yeah. Ulla. When I hear Uller, it sounds feminine mm-hmm. to me, but that might be a modern, modern change. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go through Ocean's video again on that and like do some more research. Like I would say it's absolutely I, a valid. I agree. Type. Right? It's like I agree with what is gender too about. I mean look at Odin. Just look at him. Like what's gender? I think for me personally, changing changing gender is a non issue to the gods, as it were. So in a certain respect, yes, Garthy could be trans, mm-hmm. but on the same vein. It'd be more of a case of I also believe that you know it wouldn't be a th- it would be easy. Doing so good. Words, you know, Freya could show herself to me as a more masculine form, and that wouldn't be, you know, a thing for me. I'd be like, cool, that's Freya. But yeah, we've talked we've talked this about this quite a bit, and especially I'm thinking about you, Theo, talking about um, Cherninos, Cherninos, words, Cherninos. I don't know. It's I can't even say reality today, um, and about how he God. presented himself. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the one with the horns um, presented himself as feminine <laughs> or female. Yes, because I wouldn't listen. So that's where I stand, and you know, Scarthy for me, she books the social trends. So I quite like yeah. that. I quite like all of that. You know, um, but yeah, you do you. Don't let anyone else tell you you're wrong. <laughs> you're... So heathen Discord all over Discord. Jeez, get me off this microphone. Heathen, say... heathen discourse. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like don't let anyone tell you you're wrong. I'm like, that's heathen that, discourse. That everyone says from... we're all wrong. You're wrong. Wrong. That, that makes me think of Odinists. Yeah, they're wrong. <laughs> being like oh this is how it is and like masculine rah, 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 and like other like you know like bigoted people I'm like who always seem to be like Odin the manliest man and I'm like have you read the law? <laughs> I love when people do right, that right oh exactly and I'm like Odin the manliest <laughs> man and I'm like I mean sure sometimes but also but he's also have, about pushing boundaries and breaking sure. boundaries and all that shit yeah. and stuff so I mean Ugh. like so now we potentially have three deities that, I mean, I still need to do more research. Um, like a habit of just like, gender, gender what is it? Whatever. Yeah. And three deities in Norse lore. Far. Gender to a god. Probably more. Like, yeah, I'm yes. just in the opinion that anyone, anyone. Oh, you know what? Hello. I know of a whole nother person who has done videos on gender and yeah. divinity. I'm going to throw those in our document so we Glade. can recommend yeah. our pal Glade. Yeah. Because, lord, they have takes, and they are she good ones. Really good takes. I'm going to find those. Okay. Should we 
end this episode, or should, should we probably keep talking? I, there is no light in my room now. I'm just talking at a very bright screen. <laughs> oh, it's winter. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah. It's it winter. Dark. <laughs> I'm in darkness. Hello, Sky. Thank you for taking the sun away. Yeah. I am excited for daylight <laughs> um, savings time. Get an extra hour in bed. No, if you're in the States and don't have, like, best savings time might be a good Skyly time. Skyly offerings. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Yeah, we'll we'll All leave right. that question as yes, gender and the gods is a rabbit hole. Go explore. Oh, I didn't just break anything. The fun one. Enjoy it. Don't break anything. When you are exploring gender and gods, please do not break anything. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. Summarized. Kenna, do you want to do a breakdown? Right. We've or? got links that are going to go in our breakdown is wow we have a lot on scotty she's pretty cool she's badass that's about king her down is incredibly complex so i'm not going to do it what i will say is should probably just read up more on scotty she's like highly underrated and also very fun yep. cool yep absolutely i'll put a couple of videos in the description for you guys for everybody to go watch. Go watch them again if you've already watched them. Just, it's fun. It's good. Explore concepts of gender within the Norse mythos. It makes it easier to argue against bigots. And it makes it more fun. I put that in stuff chat, so I do not forget to put them in the description. Here we go. There you go. Perfect. Alright. Alright. Okay. okay. So, description. Click the videos. Somewhere in there, there will probably also be the Red Bubble, which is cool. You can buy our cute merch. We have Pride things there. Uh, yes. Discord, you can join us there and tell us that we're right and or wrong. You're allowed to tell That's us fine. that we're wrong. It's illegal. Uh, we have a Patreon, which is cool. You can support us and help Kenna and Sif buy things that would make our lives easier for this podcast. <laughs> That helps. I mean, it's I me. also am gonna need a new computer um, sometime soon. Shit. Everybody help Theo it's, buy a new money computer. Money is sucky right now, man. Oh, yeah. Fuck this inflation. Patreon is not, no. not required. Not something within your Look ability. After yourself. I will not hold it against you. I just love you. Yeah, yeah. Join our Look Discord. After yourself, it's free to people. join. Yeah. Yes. yes. Do that. Join our Discord and talk <laughs> to us. We have fun. We have book club. Um, we have a connection mm. between the like, subscribe, and bell button. Holy heck, really fast and it scares me. So if you want to scare me more, just keep interacting <laughs> with stuff so we keep growing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we just passed 30,000 listens. I think I that's think all of our stuff. stuff. That is some of it. Ah. Okay, right. Uh, and... Carry on, Theo. I'm just, this is my thing. I'm just c cutting in now as everyone. <laughs> Theo, talk, uh, please. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, I was going to say, like, if you've lasted this long, if you work with Scott, fucking Christ. God. Okay. <laughs> Round two. If you've lasted this it. long, if you work with Scott, Tell us what that's like in the comments below. We'd love to hear it. 
Yes, please. I want more people that worship Scarthy in my friendship circle. <laughs> yes. She's highly underrated goddess. Or, you know, join cool. our server and give it okay. if you want it more private. Did it. Yeah. You do you. Yes. And also Thanks. check the comments in the YouTube videos. I've forgotten how to end episodes. I've forgotten how to end it. Because, because I dropped some serious discussion times in uh, the uh, Idun episode about the connection between the elves and the Vanya. But anyway, that's <sighs> that's a whole rabbit hole. Perfect. Let's go have a nuanced discussion that in the YouTube comments. Interesting. And, okay, so don't sounds forget also to keep Heathen you weird, because that is our sign-off. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> there it is. We are a hot mess today, and I love it. Oh, yeah. I think we're excelling. It's took two weeks off, and then everything just went. Oh, I you don't remember words. how to record a podcast? No. <laughs> okay then, well, we'll just leave it here. I think we're over an hour now. Um, so yeah, bye. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> At least. <laughs> we just seriously Midwestern goodbye at our podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I will kick the bears out now. Where are they? Where are they be? Oh, bears! <laughs>